0: When I think about the comfort of God, I'm reminded that God is with me, even in hard times. In the past year, my relationship with God has grown in many ways. But the main thing that has changed is my awareness of God in my own life. I was baptized in April of 2018, and although at the time I thought I had God all figured out, over the past year, I have discovered that God is not something anyone can fully comprehend or even understand. God is too magnificent and powerful to be described by words. Knowing now that I can't fully understand God or the Bible, it has given me the mindset that I can question and challenge the stories that I've grown up hearing. I know that God is with me even when some of the stories are challenging and difficult to understand. I sometimes question why God would allow bad things to happen to good people. With all of the questioning and doubts that I struggle with, I find myself grateful that this youth group allows me to be open with my questions and doubts about the Bible. In doing so, I've found so much relief in the busy times that high school brings. When thinking about when thinking about how God has given me comfort in hard times, I've discovered that I feel God indirectly. My moments with God tend to not be a direct conversation where I'm sitting in class and then all of a sudden I feel God's presence and then I'm magically called to get up and do something. Instead, I feel God's presence through the things that bring me comfort. Many of the moments where I've been closest to God are when I'm surrounded by nature. Ever since I was little, I've had a connection to animals, specifically horses. I find that when I'm around horses, my mind begins to clear and I feel God's presence there with me. I remember the first time I realized what the comfort was that I had while riding. I was probably in seventh grade talking to my mom about my horse lesson in the car. The more that I described what I had felt, I realized that it was a connection far greater than just a girl on a horse. I felt at ease. Everything in my life made sense for that hour and a half lesson. I felt calm, and I was no longer filled with worries. Ever since that moment, I've taken time to try and find that same peace again, to allow myself to feel God's comfort. And in many ways, I have. Although the first time I felt God's presence was on a horse, since then I've learned to feel God's peace in nature. Over spring break this year, my family and I went to Moab, Utah, which if you've never been, then I definitely recommend going. We did it all. We hiked the Arches, slept in Dead Horse Point State Park, and saw all of the views that we possibly could. But the moment from that trip that stands out to me the most was whenever we were at Arches National Park. I wandered off away from the family and explored my surroundings. I was careful not to go too far to disturb the wildlife, but just far enough where the only thing I could see was open land. I was not searching for God in that moment. I was simply just exploring nature. But when I was alone, the comfort that God gave me caught me off guard. When I was alone, I felt calm and connected to God. I could feel God was there with me, and it was as if God was giving me a hug and saying, you can do this. That moment was something that I needed, not only for my relationship with God, but also for my own well-being. I needed that comfort and connection with God so that I knew I was never truly alone. Even though I was by myself at that moment, I was the farthest thing from alone. This situation feels similar to how Mary must have felt. At a time when she was scared and worried, Jesus appeared, and it caught her off guard. Just like Mary, I was not expecting to feel God's comfort at that moment. The weeks coming up to our spring break trip were chaotic and stressful. I had not allowed God's comfort to affect me. I was pushing it away and just trying to get through life day by day. Mary was also probably pushing away from God, too. After all, one of her best friends and teachers was just crucified. She probably questioned why God would let Jesus experience something like that. Just like Mary, I often find myself questioning the Bible. There are so many stories in the Bible, and it makes me wonder if they are literal or figurative. I have come to learn that there isn't a definite answer to this, and that it's okay to question these stories, and even God. It can be hard to understand some of the stories told in the Bible because they feel impossible and unrealistic. But challenging those stories, not only by myself, but also with others, allows my connection with God to grow. I think that whether or not the stories are literal or figurative doesn't affect the impact that the stories can have. During youth group, I often find myself relating to the stories we read in at least one way or another. When I'm able to connect to the Bible in similar stories or emotions, I find peace with God because I know that no matter what, I will always have the comfort that God brings to me as long as I will allow it. As we all know, high school is a stressful and busy time. In fact, this past week has probably been the busiest week of my life. But I knew that God was there with me. I could feel the peace with me at different points throughout the week. Through all the busy moments, I never felt alone. In the busy times, I have to remember the moments in nature where I felt God's comfort. Those are the moments that help me to remember to set aside time and to allow myself to feel God's peace.
1: These past two years, for me, have been a time for growth and self-discovery. I'm getting ready to have a lot of big changes and go into a new chapter of my life, and I often find myself reflecting on my faith especially when we weren't having in-person worship or intermission with the youth group or going on our normal trips. Something that I always seem to come back on is how I feel the amazing joy in God's presence. To me, there are no words that can really explain that feeling. It's so pure and overwhelmingly comforting. I feel it in times when I am most content and at peace. What always comes to mind when I think of this is Bridger, South Dakota, where we spend time and build relationships with the Lakota people. If you've ever been on one of the trips up, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. The students always go right after the end of the school year. After all the AP tests and finals are finished, all the stressors in our lives seem to be at a pause. And maybe that's part of the reason why these trips are always first to come to mind. But nonetheless, the peace, comfort, and beauty I find in Bridger never ceases to amaze me. It seems like every year, without fail, on the very first morning of the trip, when we hike up to the top of the ridge and finally sit down to take it all in, I go through this kind of a script of an inner monologue. I think about how lucky I feel to be able to spend time there, and how much I've missed it, and it always ends with how much I feel God there. It's like everything has fallen into line, and there's nothing to worry about because everything feels perfect. That's not to say that you can't feel God's love in times of stress or pain or discomfort, but I think that's a different kind of feeling, and one that's a little harder to find. And maybe it's only harder for me to find because I'm young and I don't know how to find it yet. But I also think that in those times of stress, pain, and discomfort, I think back on the times that I felt the amazing love I find in God's presence, and it helps me to recenter myself and take a step back from whatever situation it is that's causing me pain. In the times that I feel far from God, I think back on those times of the wonder of God, and it pulls me through it. There was a time, mostly in quarantine, where I'm sure for almost everyone here, it was very hard to find those times of amazement and peace. Without going on our usual trips, it was hard for me. But while it made me more appreciative of when I do get the opportunity to go on a trip, it also made me realize the other places that I can find God through joy and amazement. I started looking for it in other places, and I realized I could find it doing the things that I love and with the people that I love. Seeking God and the wonder of God's work in my life has helped me to continue to grow my faith as well as to grow as a person.
2: At my stage of life, I've never really thought much about God calling me. But when I looked back, several things did come to mind. I thought about the different retreats I've attended or the mission trip I went on to Bogota, Colombia. I also remembered the mountaintop experiences I've had at various summer camps. And I definitely considered speaking about the different opportunities I've held to help the Lakota people in South Dakota. But I realized that there was one experience that stood out to me the most. This year's Disciple Now Retreat. Although it's the most recent, I feel like I heard God's voice speaking to me in a way that I've never experienced before. Coming into the retreat weekend, I was tired, stressed, and overwhelmed by my busy schedule. I was mentally and physically exhausted. I had hoped the weekend would be restful and renewing. I remember being excited to get to spend the weekend with my friends, get to know others better, and grow closer to God. In the past, retreats like this have brought me peace and helped me connect with God. I love listening to the speakers, singing songs, and having small group discussions. Many times, the things I learn at these retreats serve as good reminders of how I should live my life, but I've never really felt anything life-changing, which is why I didn't expect to sense God's calling at this year's Disciple Now Retreat. The first time that weekend that I really felt the Holy Spirit was during one of our small group discussions. One thing you should know about me is that my faith, up until this point, has revolved around facts— because I've grown up in the church and in a faith-centered family, I have a pretty good understanding of the Bible. But I've never really been exposed to more complex theories about certain topics in the Bible. Sort of like how our whole congregation learned about the different theories of atonement in Jason's Lenten series. So when Andrew brought up the idea of annihilationism, my mind was blown because I had never thought about the possibility that hell wasn't an actual place. But instead, after death, the souls of those who continue to turn away from God, who cease to reflect God's image, would simply cease to exist. Although no one really knows exactly what the afterlife is like, after hearing this, I felt like I had to learn more. And looking back, I think that was God's way of calling me to ask more questions and explore other theories that challenge what society usually teaches us. Later that day, we were sitting in the chapel listening to Andrea speak. She described what Jesus saved us for and how that tied in with the weekend's theme, Live for More. She explained that as Christians, we need to start finding opportunities to live out the role that God gave each of us. Most of what she described to me wasn't new, it's just the way that I was hearing it in that moment that made it so impactful. I remember sitting there with an overwhelming sense of awe and excitement. My heart was racing and my soul felt like it was on fire. Looking back, I think that was God's way of telling me to pay attention. I realized God was calling me to do more with my life. But what does that mean? How do I live my most abundant life, fulfilling the role God has given me? And what even is that role? Well, the answer to that is, I don't really know yet. I'm still trying to figure a lot of it out. And I'm sure that's how Peter felt in today's passage from John. Jesus called Peter to be a shepherd for other people when he was least expecting it. After all, Peter denied even knowing Jesus just a few days earlier. And yet, Jesus didn't give any indication of what Feed My Sheep would look like. Peter was left with this mission without any details or direction of what he was supposed to do. It was up to him to listen to the Holy Spirit and where it might lead him. Like Peter, I don't exactly know what God has specifically called me to do. And in this world full of distractions, it's hard to stay attentive to what the Holy Spirit might be telling me. But what I do know is that God is calling me to spread his love and compassion to those who need it the most, to find more opportunities where I can use my gifts to serve God and others, to be patient and trust that God has a plan for me. But most importantly, To pay attention to what God is trying to tell me, because it can happen when I least expect it.